0: what's going on everybody you already know what time it is your favorite podcast Zach and Jameer back at it again today we're going to talk a little bit about something that happened way back when 20 years ago now in fact or closing in on 20 years ago in a draft of all drafts the soon-to-be all-time leading scorer Was drafted first overall, followed by Darko Milicic, followed by Carmelo Anthony. But wait, what if Carmelo Anthony was taken second overall, which he should have been, by the way? What would have happened? That's what we're going to talk about today, because that honestly could have shaken a lot of NBA history. And could have changed a lot of things that took place up to now. So let's get into it, Zach. Let's talk about it.
1: We're definitely, like you said, this could be—you uh, could write a whole book on this alternate universe. So you can't touch on everything. Right. But to start, I will. I think you know, obviously, as you said, the the what if here is if Melo got drafted by the Pistons. And I think one of the one of the most interesting things about that "what if" is where does Darko end up going? Slash, who gets drafted to Denver and Toronto, et cetera. And I guess to just to lay out some some kind of something here, I feel like I feel like Dwayne Wade. Do I play Dwayne Wade? Yeah, I think Dwayne Wade would have been drafted to Denver. I think Toronto still would have ended up Bosch because you know back at, back. I guess nowadays teams still do it, but back then like it really was like, teams definitely drafted based on need. Like, need was a lot more of a factor for teams than it is now. Definitely at the higher end of the draft than it is now. Yeah. I think Denver because Denver had they still had Nene at the four Mm -hmm. who got drafted the year before. They had Marcus Canby at center. So I don't think they would have drafted Darko or Bosch because Nene was still still in his second year. They would have Gave him some time to, to grow because he he clearly showed he was he had a player he had a future with the team at that point. Yeah, they had Chris Anderson as well. Yeah, so I don't think they would have drafted another big dude, but they definitely could have used a perimeter player. Right. And I think Dwayne Wade definitely would end up in Denver. And I feel mm-hmm. like Darko might have fell somewhere at like six, where Chris Kamen might have went, or Chris Kamen went. Mm-hmm. Darko might have been sixth or something after that. I don't think he ends up in the top five had Detroit not drafted him.
0: Absolutely. And and then it's funny because Chris Bosh might have gotten taken by Miami. <laughs> it's funny right. how that would have worked.
1: Yeah, it's possible. I think he still would have got taken by... I, I feel like if Denver took... If Detroit took Carmelo Anthony, Denver takes Wade. And I think at four... Or I guess I have to look at Toronto's ro- roster because I don't know if they had a center who was worth, worth anything. But if mm-hmm. they did... Then Chris Bosh still goes. But if not, they might have took Darko or Chris Kamen. Good point. Or Dar- I guess Darko at that point because Kamen went sixth in real world anyway. But,
0: uh-huh. And then Miami might have taken Kirk Heinrich.
1: Oh, guard. God. <laughs> okay, probably. They
0: might have. Ooh. And I mean, I think ultimately the draft pretty much still shakes out for the most part. Yeah. Insane. I think just up top, those major changes change a lot though.
1: Yeah, like you said, like it would affect things that are happening even now.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah, they,
1: I think the Raptors might have actually took Darko at that point. Cause um they drafted, you know, they drafted Bosch and they definitely need a big guy. He had a bunch of bigs who were some shit. The Antonio Davis was an okay player.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But other than that, everyone else was like. You know, you might as well just draft a young big dude. So that could have been interesting.
0: Yeah, they had Vince Carter. They had Danielle Marshall, who was a solid shooter. They had Jalen Rose, Janero Pargo. So they yeah they probably wouldn't have taken a guard. They probably would have gone Milicic.
1: Yeah, and I guess like you said, and Bosch might have ended up in in uh, Miami at that point.
0: Yeah, that would have been that. That's sick. <laughs> right that's that's a sick reality
1: and like you know if, if Boston Miami does Miami get Shaq you know what I mean <laughs>
0: that's right
1: so this, this is a lot of uh, a lot of what ifs could occur from this this um or just, there's a lot of different like that butterfly effect thing is really true like that that's true in this draft I'm looking I'm looking at
0: the Heat roster they had Rafer Austin. they had Karan Butler Uh, Razul Butler, Udonis Haslam, Lamar Odom. Mm -hmm. Which that would have been fun. I think, yeah, they probably they probably take Bosch. I think they probably take Bosch there. I think I think Bosch would have been a good fit there. Which is very interesting. So they probably don't get Shaq
1: because Bosch was showing signs. No, when Bosch came in the league, he was always a pretty solid player.
0: hmm Yeah, I don't think they take Bosch there, so I think Shaq winds up somewhere else, which sure. is also
1: fascinating.
0: That's crazy. So jumping into the thought a little bit of just that season and how it wound up going, like, do you... The, que- the question that we talked a little bit about even beforehand, obviously the Pistons that year, like getting back onto the team that we're mainly talking about, but the Pistons, that defense was one of the best defenses ever in sports history, not just NBA history, but in sports history. And they, you know, they go on to beat the Los Angeles Lakers in the finals you have the Malice and the Palace on the way there. You beat Jason Kidd in seven. You beat the Bucks, And then you take care of Kobe and Shaq in five. And Mr. Big Shot, Chauncey Billups, wins the finals MVP. My immediate question to you was, does that still happen with Carmelo Anthony?
1: Nikki said we talked about it a little bit. And you made a great point that even then Melo still probably came off the bench. I think if he comes off the bench, they do, they do win it. But I feel like he starts, kind of it, it kind of changes. It kind of changed the dynamic of the team and Melo has never once been known to contribute to anything close to a good defense. So that's, that is my question. He, he, by Melo going there, it does change the identity of the team in, in a lot of ways. So that would be the question of whether or not they maintain that top tier defense. But if he does come off the bench and they allow Tayshon Prince to like keep his position at the three, I think they still win it. But if they start him, I don't know. Just because Melo's just never added to any any he's never added positive things to defense in any way, shape, or form for his entire career. Is that worries me with him coming in being you know he's. Good. If you get drafted to the Pistons at that point, he's expected to become the guy, and it does change how they operate and everything. Um, sorry if y'all hear this, this cat meowing in the recording, but <laughs> but yes, I think I think they still win it. Hmm. I do think they still win it. I
0: think they, they, I think they still win it too. And what I was, what I, my my counter here would be that when I looked, they want they were. Second in defense, second in defensive points per game. I think that for however he hurts them, maybe if, even if it's by a point or so, I think that offen- like offensively, their offensive rating was 18th out of 29 teams and 20 they were 24th in points per game. So every game they had was like a scrap. And what he would have given them, which I mean, Chauncey Billups in some respects gave him that, but he would have really given them a closer and he would have given them somebody who could score. Like, I think offensively, they jumped to about, I would say, probably top 20. Yeah. In terms of points per game and stuff like that, at least. I think he makes them sufficient enough offensively just being the knockdown shooter he is. And the thing is again, you had some of the greatest defenders like Ben Wallace is one of the greatest defenders to have ever played basketball. And so I think you could hide him like Larry Brown would have found ways to hide him and utilize his length and size, I think defensively. So I I feel like ultimately they definitely win a championship in my opinion. And I think that Carmelo Anthony is like a microwave because coming into that season, when you look at the numbers, Carmelo Anthony averaged 20 a game. And I mean, granted, it was on 36 and a half minutes, so he probably would average probably 27, 26 minutes, and he would have gotten probably 17 a game. That's still great.
1: Right. Yeah, for sure. Now, you definitely make a good point. He would you would have gave, gave them a different dimension than they than they had. That certainly could have added to team. Just a matter of coaching at that point, like you said, and whether or not you can get him to buy in and find places where he fits in. Absolutely.
0: And you can you can hide one bad defender, especially if they have the size to 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 do it. And Carmelo Anthony, you know, is a six seven big body.
1: Yeah, I think mean, you're right. I missed mean, they still would it. Well, yeah. I think one interesting thing about that too is like just yeah. his legacy in general. Like he mm-hmm. would have came and like people like, oh Mel's a winner, you know what I mean? Like the, the whole thing, like part of the reason why he's like not in the league or why he had the trouble of staying in the league. I guess he's I guess he's done now at this point. But yeah. one of the reasons why he had trouble was just like, oh, he's not a winner, he just contribute to winning, blah blah blah, just a chucker. Of course though, you know, the NBA started like hating mid-range jumpers and or the NBA discourse around mid-range jumpers, I should say, was uh, unfavorable, but you know, just that just his whole the whole narrative around him would have changed too at that point.
0: Absolutely. I think so. I think so too cuz he would have been forced to play team basketball. He would have been forced to fit in. Right. Now, my only other question I think, at that point, was because it is, it is well documented that they made a trade to
1: acquire Rasheed Wallace. Do you think that still happens? See, that's an interesting question. I'm glad you brought it up. I need to see, who they trade, though? That's my question. I need to see the trade. The trade, I could tell you, it was a three-team trade. The Pistons
0: traded Chucky Atkins, Lindsey Hunter, and a first-round pick, which later turned into to, to Tony Allen. Fun fact. To the Celtics, uh, the Celtics traded uh, Bob Sura and I, I can't even pronounce the person's name, but forgive me. And and another first round pick, which turned into Josh Smith. Fun fact. Okay. To the Hawks, the Hawks traded Rasheed Wallace to the Pistons. The Celtics traded Chris Mills to the Hawks. And the Celtics traded Mike James to the Pistons. So basically the Hawks got a lot and the Celtics got some stuff. And Rasheed Wallace came from the Hawks to the Pistons.
1: Hmm, I think it's hard to say just because drafting currently, I think he's such a big, big uh, difference maker. Mm-hmm. We'll say one of the reasons... I'd say part of the reason why they drafted, or excuse me, traded for Rasheed Wallace is because the actual addition of Darker Milotic wasn't working out. Right, and back then they you know that they were pretty rigid with positions. Like Rasheed Wallace, as big as he is, he was a power forward. Now that, that that was a he might play center sometimes, but they still would have deemed themselves in need of a power forward. Mm-hmm. So with that, I think they would actually do make that trade.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So. Yeah, I think they still would have had that they would have had that crazy team still with Melo in addition.
0: Or and this is something that I don't know if you thought about this element. Do the Pistons become one of the first teams to implement small ball with Tayshaun Prince and Carmelo Anthony? Do they ever try it? Does Mike Brown ever try it? Because Melo was getting about 6 rebounds a game.
1: I think they do try it, but I just don't know if they stick with it. Mm-hmm. It's just back then that was still very much like you need two big guys. And like you said, Mel got six, got six rebounds of games and he's a big and strong dude, but he wasn't, he wasn't a power forward. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think just in the, in the flow of the game, like you're going to have to have both of them in at the same time, just because what, what they both provided was very crucial to success. Like Melo was uh he was he was an automatic bucket. tayshaw Prince was was known for uh, lockdown perimeter defense. So I think if that one, if you need if you, if you need it you need it and they would probably would have ran it. But I don't know if it would have been like their lineup because even um like this is much later, but even like the 08 Celtics you know, when they ran KG at the five and Pierce at the four, mm-hmm. they'd run it and it was a very effective. But they always went back to Kendrick Perkins and Car- Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce and Ray Allen and Ronda. Like they they'd have success with that small lineup. but when push comes to shove, they go right back to the big lineup, whether the small lineup was working or not. And then just that's just kind of how the NBA was. Like teams, teams necessarily teams are more so just playing how they were supposed to play or playing the playing the guys they were supposed to play versus doing what works at all times. Like a lot of teams, a lot of teams did that. A lot of teams still do that, but yeah, like obviously small ball makes sense. Made, small ball could have made sense a lot in the past, but teams were just refused to do it. Even if they tried a little bit, they weren't going to stick with it. I agree with that. So that would have been an interesting dynamic. Right. Because yeah, Melo at the four definitely would have would I mean, he was small. He was skinnier then too. When he first got drafted, he wasn't as uh, strong as he was later on. Mm hmm. So that definitely would have affected things, too, because Sejan Prince was also very skinny back then,
0: <laughs> and that's a good question. I think that's also important. Do you think that they win the championship without acquiring Rasheed Wallace if they have Carmelo Anthony? No,
1: no. Okay, don't. so it has to be... I think Do they won the Rasheed edition is really what kind of put them over the top for real. Okay.
0: Uh, I would say I would agree. I think that once he got in, involved their core really absorbed it and felt great. Now, how this would have impacted the NBA, like, obviously, they did wind up winning a championship that year anyway. But I think that it changes what takes place in the following few years. So does Shaq then go to Denver? I don't
1: mm. I don't think he would. Well, I guess if in that situation, odds are Denver would have drafted Dwayne Wade. So I guess Denver would have been somewhat of a...
0: A good team by
1: then. D. Wade hit his prime early. Yeah, but Miami shot. Miami got Shaq via trade. So that is the question, though. Hmm. Good point. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's the question. Was done to be a trade? Like, they trade Lamar Odom, Karon Butler, and Brian Grant. Mm-hmm. Oh. So, yeah, I don't know. At that point, like, he's, you know, I just don't think Miami would have wanted to get Shaq at that point.
0: Right. Yeah,
1: they wouldn't have wanted him. I don't know where he would have went. <laughs> yeah. It just depends on, like, at that point, it depends on the pieces that Denver has. Because I guess, and Denver said Marcus Camby, you know, Denver kept Marcus Camby for years, so they liked him there. Mm-hmm. Like whether Melo's there or not, I feel like they sort of have kept Canby because he was he was a good player.
0: Great defensive player.
1: Yeah. I don't know where the hell Shaq would have went.
0: Cause he was getting out of there one way or another.
1: Yeah. That happened. That trade happened right, right after the, the Pistons with that ass. Oh, July, oh four. Mm-hmm. Yep. He was going somewhere.
0: Yeah, he was getting up out of there.
1: Yeah, you know, and that changed. That's like we said. There's so much wrinkles with this trade. With the this what if here, because then obviously at that point Miami doesn't have Dwayne Wade. Then they don't win. They don't win that championship in 06. And that kind of that kind of helps set the stage for uh, you know how we how we view Dwayne Wade as a player and LeBron's decision to go there later and all that stuff. And yeah, I think so. Yeah, I don't know. That shit is. Yeah, I don't know. That's but that's just such a good question. I can't imagine like where Shack would have went. Like, I had to really sit here and look up every team's roster and try to predict it. But
0: okay, because all right, in hypothetical, in a hypothetical world, AI doesn't go to Denver either. Oh yeah, for sure. So that means, what if? Hmm. Now ponder this. What if Shaq goes to Philly? Mm. I don't know if they would have had the pieces. Might, maybe
1: an uh, Iguadala trade? Maybe Iguodala and a, a couple of other pieces? Look at their roster right, right now. Ooh, they were bad No 304. <laughs> 33 and 49 Sixers. Ooh. Let's see. I
0: don't know AI was there, because what if AI... And, and, and sh- like, what if Shaq says, okay, I can't play with Kobe. Is there a way I can get myself to play with AI? It could have been. It, it might have happened. Because they could have got some picks.
1: Yeah, they could have got some picks. They had John Salmons, who was actually low-key a solid player. Yeah. Glenn Robinson. They had some attractive pieces, player-wise. Right. Right. It may have traded. It may have, like you said, in some picks where death was definitely in the cards. So that would have been interesting. Alan Iris in the Shaq. Because then I mean, I'll be if I'm being completely honest again.
0: I think that Mello in that group. Because let's just say, okay, Mello, Ben Wallace, like Mello as a six man behind that starting lineup of Chauncey Billups, Rip Hamilton, Tayshawn Prince. Rashid Wallace and Ben Wallace. Let's just say they win the championship. They blow out the Lakers, right? They beat the Lakers, and then they return the following year and they lost to the Spurs in seven.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I would flip. I believe they beat the
1: Spurs in six with Melo on the team. Hmm. I can see it. Melo's I, a year, a year, another year under his belt. Yes. Might have actually supplanted Sean at that point. Right. Cause
0: I think Carmelo Anthony, Carmelo Anthony, he came into the league as a 20 point per game kind of scorer. And to 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 play the game the way he was playing it back then would have been very hard to beat that team. I think, and they again, they barely lost to the Spurs. So I think again, Melo puts you over that team. So they're back-to-back champions already at this point. Shaq could potentially be in in Philly with AI. Right. Because I think, again, that probably would have been the best bet for him at that point in time.
1: Right. I don't know how (laughs) much he had on where where he went, but it seems like he definitely had some influence in that trade to Miami because... It just made too much sense.
0: <laughs> right. Right, exactly. Kobe doesn't have a running mate, obviously, at this point. Um, Or he could have gone... Was Paul Pierce in the league already by then? I believe he was. Yeah, Pierce was drafted in, like, 98. So then he could have gone to Boston. He, he did give Paul Pierce the name, the truth.
1: Yeah, that's, I do not see the Celtics roster in that year though, because they weren't they weren't too hot either back then. No, but with Shaq and Paul Pierce,
0: like a still pretty good Shaq,
1: right? A really good Shaq. Yeah, they they were very much meh back then. There's, There's a lot
0: of teams he could have went to. He could have even hit the Nets.
1: Yeah, he was one of the he was a high value player at that point in uh, time. Like he was still one of the he was Best still a top, 10, to top five player at that point. Right. So to get him really was a big deal. Yeah, Celtics were some shit then though.
0: Oof. Did they have any pieces that they could have traded?
1: No, not really. Ooh. Yeah, Paul, I, I was gonna read a bunch of the names, but Chucky Atkins, Ben Baker, Marcus Banks. Dana Barros, who was old at that point, Uh, Tony Battee, Mark Blount, Kedrick Brown, Ricky Davis, Brandon Hunter, Mike James, Jermaine Jones, Ray Flafrance, Walter McCarty. (laughs) Basically, the only name here, I've said a bunch of bullshit names. The only name worth anything at this point was Paul Pierce.
0: Ew. Okay. Okay, so then get this. What 'Cause because I'm I'm thinking, okay, so they wouldn't have been able to do it. The Nets might have been able to do it. Yeah, Nets had some had some pretty solid pieces at that point in time. They had they had Jock Vaughn, ironically, at the time. Brian Scalabrini. Uh they had Cliff Robinson, Alonzo Mourning. They had Richard Jefferson, Jason Collins, Eldon Campbell. Vince Carter was on that team. Mm-hmm. So, you could have moved a bunch of pieces, kept Vince Carter and Jason Kidd, and paired them with Shaq.
1: Yeah, that'd have been crazy. That would have been crazy. I think that is a great point that you brought up with the whole Shaq thing, because really is like the Pistons beating that ass is really what helped push that along. Right.
0: And Shaq was such a big piece, and a lot of power swung with him. Right. And if I'm not mistaken, the Pistons are a team that that Heat team that won the championship in 06. Like They had to see the Pistons to get to that title. Let me see.
1: They might look to see, too. Yeah, they did have to beat the Pistons. Yeah. Six in the Eastern Conference Finals.
0: Because they had Shaq and they were they were really good. And they lost in game seven. They lost in a game seven against the Pistons in the conference finals, so they were already really good. But they swept the Nets and the Wizards, and then lost to the Pistons. That's crazy. The Nets. Hmm. You see me talking about the Nets. I'm talking about the the Heat that year. Oh, okay. The Heat, the first, the first iteration, like in o four o five. Okay. Like, the first year of Shaq. And D-Wade together. They they finished first in the they finished first in the in the Southeast Division. The fourth best offense, eighth best defense, and they they swept the first two rounds and lost in seven to the to the Pistons. They had a really good team at that point.
1: Right. Nah, not Shaq. I think that sounds like the most likely one. Had it not been Miami at that point, given that Miami wouldn't have wanted to do that trade necessarily. Yeah.
0: And Shaq was still good. He was. Shaq was getting you 20 and 9 with almost two blocks a game. Right. He was getting you 27. Yeah, but I, yeah, it it definitely is a fascinating thing about looking at where Shaq could have wound up. But yeah, there's a lot of places he could have wound up.
1: Oh, no, doubt. I guess one question I have for you though, right? Does Melo become a two way a two way player that we could finally? Does he become a two way player that many people wish he would have would have been had he been in Detroit? Ooh. No, I'm gonna say no, (laughs) because I
0: think that they would have appreciated him as a one way player and they would have they might have like the only thing I could say that like like in terms of an argument against them not winning a championship is that they become too reliant upon um, Carmelo Anthony and his scoring ability. Right. And so because they need him to score so much offensively and it's kind of like, Oh, we'll, we'll take care of the defensive side. Just get buckets. I feel like that kind of would have been the mentality. And I don't think that in that sense, he would have become a two-way player. And the thing is, it's like some people just don't have the talent to be a two-way player. Like, he do, he didn't have like he was athletically gifted in a certain way, but I think he was more skilled than he was athletically gifted in terms of his game. Like he his game has always been about skill. Like obviously he's a six, what six seven, six eight, six, six, nine in that range. You know, two hundred forty some odd pounds, probably. And he, you know, he can, he could, he could jump with them. He can get boards and he could play the game with people that big and that strong and people that were bigger and stronger, but it's really all came down to skill for him. And you can learn how to be a better defender to an extent, but I don't think he had the talent to really be a true two-way player.
1: Right. Yeah. I guess at that point, I was kind of wondering whether or not he'd at least be competent on defense because he's that was just always that's just always the thing he's never been never been competent on that end.
0: Yeah, I don't think
1: that's so. That's detriment, I feel.
0: I don't. I don't think so.
1: Okay. And I think he at least pick up the effort part. I think he at least would have been trying a lot more on defense. So like effort takes you a long way on defense sometimes. Absolutely. He would Um, have picked that up, but I don't know. And
0: and I think over time, people appreciating him more as a rebounder too. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's an underrated element of his game that he was getting about seven normally. And I have another question, another thought about where this this whole story goes, because again, again, I mentioned the whole Celtics debacle because. The Pistons, if I'm being completely honest, you keep the same group and just add Carmelo Anthony, that team ravages the NBA. The Spurs dynasty is impacted. The the Celtics dynasty may never happen. I mean, it wasn't really necessarily a dynasty. I got a chip and went to the finals another year, but I think that that interferes with a lot of the things that a lot of people do. Sure. So, my question is, since the heat still, you know, D-Wade is, in my, is, is not in Miami and he's in Denver, what does LeBron do?
1: Cry. <laughs> uh, he, he, I think he would have went somewhere else. He he had interest in the Lakers. like he probably could have went to the Lakers.
0: Him and Kobe would have been. They probably would have rescinded that trade. Well, wouldn't it? unless, unless he went through, through free agency.
1: Yeah, see that's that's see LeBron. He, he does his shit in free agency. He don't ask for trades because he knows they could veto them shit. Mm-hmm. But I think he you know he could have probably just went to the Lakers or the Knicks or one of the other one of the other teams whoever whoever wanted him he he was if he wanted to go to you you're gonna do what you do to get, do what you do to get him. So I don't think he goes to the heat at that point, but I think he probably went for like the Lakers or something.
0: I feel that. And then the heat
1: thing too is like they orchestrated that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, LeBron went, and then Chris Bosch also went. Like, so I, like he, he could have done something similar. I think he probably ended up on like like I said, I think he probably ended up the Lakers, but like let's say he did choose the Knicks, he could have got someone there with him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The Knicks, the Knicks and Lakers, I remember, I remember those are two two other teams he had a big interest in at that point.
0: Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, the thing is, too, I think that... What was I trying to say here? I had it, and then I lost it. But, one thought I do have, and something that started to creep up on me a little bit, was that Carmelo Anthony and the Knicks... Well, not the Knicks. Carmelo Anthony and the Pistons I think would have eventually gone downhill. The same way that the Pistons wound up eventually doing anyway. My question is do you, you think Melo still pulls off a Knicks move?
1: Maybe later on that he did. Well, I don't know. He was with Denver for a while, though. How long, he, how long was he with Denver for, like, eight years, seven years? Well, he definitely stuck out and got his second contract, because why wouldn't you?
0: Because he he, he stayed with – he was in Denver until the 20 – I think it was like 2012.
1: 2010-2011 season. 2010, damn. Yeah, I think he would. I think he would done that move a little later. Like, I agree. I think the trade eventually would have broke apart, but because like a lot of their guys were outside of him, of course, weren't necessarily. they been young. They would have been getting older. Like Phillips has been old, was older then. Although he ended up, interestingly enough, you know, Melo ended up playing with Chauncey anyway at some oh, point. Right. But, and Chauncey was good. He was still a good player for a long time. But, Like Ben Wallace, by like you saw when he, By the time he got got traded to the Cavs, in reality he was poo poo. He was terrible by the. Rashid started getting older. Tayshaun Prince was low key young, but he's like he felt like I don't know. He he wasn't necessarily like, he was still good, but he just wasn't. I feel like he could could have got could have had a better career low key. Yeah,
0: and I think with Tayshaun Prince, another interesting element and in dynamic is do they move Tayshawn to the two and move on from earlier? Or does Tayshaun eventually want to get out of there to go start somewhere else?
1: Right. Yeah, I think it was just a lot of things to juggle that would have, like you said, led to a breakdown. But I feel like eventually he did kind of make that move because I just don't know. It's hard to say because who knows how Detroit's front office would have built that team after that, you know what I mean?
0: Yes, because I think I would have tried to keep Tayshaun right, and Melo together and then build something different around them. Because Carmelo, by that point, was a, a serious star. like He was a superstar at that point. For sure. So, I think they probably try to go make a move and grab somebody else to pair with those two. Because Tayshon and, and Melo would have still been younger if yeah. Tayshon wanted to stay there.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like, they, they, like I said, Tayshon Prince definitely, definitely could have had a better career than he had. He had a good career earlier on, but like he maxed out 14.7 points per game. He's a great defender, though. Yeah, great defender. All-time great defender. Uh, the 14 points per game just ain't going to cut it. No. Nah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to answer. I think I think he stays. I think he stays with Detroit a little longer. You know, they won a chip. They would have won a chip possibly too at that point.
0: I think they would have won. They might have won. They might have had a they would have had a dynasty. I'm not I'm not gonna say might. I think they would have had a dynasty. Like I think that barring injury. I think they go on to win, I want to say, at least three rings. I think Melo is at least a three-time champion before that team breaks down.
1: It's hard to know if they, hmm, I don't know if they went a 3 a p Let's just assume they they face Dallas like Miami actually did. Right. Then they'd be in that Dallas team. Oh five oh six Mavs. Was was that was Steve Nash still there? I'm looking right now. I, I'm not sure. I, I think don't they, think so. Yeah, I think they I think he they made that move already.
0: Because if because I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm still taking I'm 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 still taking the pistons. Hmm, interesting. I still cause again, Melo by that point was already like he, Carmelo was averaging 20, he was averaging 27 a game. Or he was averaging 26 and a half. Like Melo would have been a problem still like at that point.
1: Oh, no. Nah. I was looking at his stats. Apparently, he didn't make the All-Star team when he had 26.5. Who? <laughs> Melo didn't make the All-Star team that year. We averaged 26.5. Wow. I mean, <laughs>
0: he was twenty. He was 21. So, there's probably really some hate
1: there. But, God, Lee, that's crazy. Averaging 26 and 05, 06 was actually like, actually meant something back then.
0: It did. Wow.
1: Nowadays, they have like 20, 20 dudes averaging 25 a game. But,
0: yeah. Hmm. That's crazy. Wow. That's insane. That's actually insane.
1: But I don't know that that Dallas team. Eh, they won 60 games that year. Of course, the league would have been different, so who knows if they won 160. but Devin hmm. Harris was uh he was still young then, but Devin Harris had a pretty solid career. Let
0: me he, see. Was point,
1: he was the point guard at that point.
0: Doug Christie. Devin Harris
1: Josh Howard was tough. Right.
0: Stackhouse. Jason Terry. Keith Van Horn. Uh, I think they beat that team. I don't know. I, I think they beat that team. I think they beat that Dallas team. I think the team that would they would have had to worry about for real for real would have been San Antonio. I think they could have like the team they would have been able, they, they would have lost to was 07 San Antonio.
1: You think they p and go to the fourth finals and lose?
0: Possibly, yeah. possibly, yeah. Because
1: I think the
0: again the, the they had they they won the chip without without them the first time. They barely lost the second time, so I feel like that's two chips that you automatically given them, Agreed. and then the the dollar like the the Miami Heat knocked them out. Let me see. Let me have a look here. The Miami Heat knocked out the Pistons in 6 in the in the conference finals. That Miami Heat team is no longer in the way. So right. I think they pretty much walked to the finals again. Like there would have been nobody in the, in in the East unless again you put Shaq and AI together, but Shaq and AI I don't think would have really had much help.
1: But that, but that Shaq and Nets thing you, you you mentioned, I think that would have been too much. Maybe. There's awesome. David, there's Carter. But the best, that's, David, that's David Carter and, and got and kept Richard Jefferson. Richard Jefferson was a bucket. Yeah.
0: I mean, mm. it, it's a lot of ways you could have gone about it, but I still think, yeah, I, I still think that that Pistons team prevails. I think they get, and and like yeah, I would. And then even even in the latter years, they still were really good. Like they still were competitive. Like this is a team that got to the conference finals consecutive years. Like they, when they lost in the conference finals, they were like to to the Heat who won the chip. They were sixty four and eighteen. That's true. Uh, you got to think, a sixty four and eighteen team with Melo added to it—that's a team that could win seventy games.
1: Not wrong. I don't know. I just know that the only reason why the Mavs lost because Dwayne Wade had to play like play like uh, the best player in the league to win the chip that year. Yeah. I think it's kind of hard, but like you said, sixty four and eighteen ain't nothing to sneeze at.
0: Nah. Then the following year, when
1: when the uh, when the Cavaliers,
0: I think they, I think their run ends. Like I think they win, I think they three peat, and then I think their run ends with the the Spurs in oh seven oh eight because they got to the conference finals and and lost to the Cavaliers and LeBron James in six. I think you flip that, then go to the finals, and lose to the Spurs in seven. Okay. They came back the following year and lost to the Celtics in six. Like, this team was in the conference finals every year.
1: They were. definitely. I definitely do remember that.
0: And, like, Again, I think Carmelo, like even if Tayshawn wasn't starting by that point, which he probably wouldn't have been, you put Carmelo Anthony next to that. I think they figure it out defensively. And then offensively, you have a closer. They get to the finals in 07 08. And they beat the they beat whoever's in the in the West. I don't think anything, I don't think you could put anything together in the West that beats that team. So that's four. And then after that. Is when things started to go downhill because they got swept by the Cavaliers. So I would venture to say that ultimately. In the grand scheme of things. And that was the last. Let me see. Yeah, that 07-08 season was the last season under Flip Saunders as well. We got to think about that. Mhm. So, yeah, things started to go downhill after that, but yeah, I would say they go they go to the finals. What is that? Let me let's, let me go back here. Let me backtrack here a little bit. One, two, three, four, five. So they go to the finals five times in a row. And I think they would win at least four.
1: Okay. I definitely, I feel the need to argue against it because I don't necessarily think you're wrong it's just just like it's just hard for teams to do that you know what I mean Mm
0: -hmm. yeah I think they would have built it. I
1: think it wasn't I'll say that it wasn't it wasn't that hard though because you got to
0: think about it San Antonio won a chip every literally won a championship every other year
1: yeah they had Tim Duncan (laughs)
0: like okay God okay you you put one of the greatest defenses to ever play the game next to one of the greatest scores to ever play the game come on now This team was in the conference finals five straight years.
1: I feel you. They were but in the
0: conference finals five straight years without.
1: Melo, at, at some point, Melo had to become the leader, the leader of the team, and with that, I think that is where things get dicey.
0: Mm. Okay.
1: Because, like, Tim Duncan was the leader of this. A lot of teams that like go on these runs and stuff. Part of the fact, part of the reason is like, yes, talent is one thing, but we see plenty of talented teams. What allowed the team to become a dynasty and have a sustained period of success is the leadership and the camaraderie and all that shit. And at least on the leadership aspects, Melo has proven to be suspect.
0: Here's where I debate that, right? I don't debate your point about the thought of Carmelo, I don't know, having an ego. And he's shown that. But you got to think about where he started. His first season, he averaged 20 a game. His first season, like he was, he was, he literally was drafted to bring the Denver Nuggets out of the ground. For sure. Um you gotta think, like you gotta think. If he starts, if he starts in a situation where he's humbled, like he comes off the bench and he has to play a role, does that for that does that change? his mindset and the thing is he won a championship because again, if he, if they, 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 they keep that team together the first year he gets drafted, they win him being humble, gets him a championship and does that, that, that might remold his whole concept and his entire ego. And also he would have been around people who could lead like Ben Wallace and Chauncey Billups and guys like that who are proven winners, who are proven to have been great. You know what I
1: mean? Yeah, I got you. I don't know. It's just one of those things, like, as someone, when you... Because when you, Melo would have been the most talented player on that Pistons roster. Right. So, and, and with being the most talented, eventually people will look to you to lead because they see you leading. leading they see you physically leading on the court. They will eventually look to you to, like, Take on that leadership role aside from your ability to perform. Okay, that's like an issue. Like, um, like here's a, an example of a young player who got on a championship team. Speaking of the like the Spurs dynasty, like Kawhi Leonard, but. he didn't have to lead because Tim Duncan was there, and they went to Toronto and he won. But he didn't have to lead because because Kyle Lowry was there holding, leading the charge. And now he's in on the Clippers, and yes, he hasn't been healthy, but also the Clippers one of their biggest things is they lack. Like leadership, back someone who can lead, and Kawhi Leonard is supposed to be that guy at this point, and he's just that's just not him.
0: Yeah,
1: and then he has Paul George, who's even I would argue is even a worse candidate for said role, and he's just not uh, also just not the best player. So, like, I just think, and like you said, Melo would have had those guys around, but but it also would have gotten to the point where he was like by far the best player and just like, things could just get dicey you know what i mean uh, i think the, i think like the uh, i think the non basketball things could honestly have prevented your prediction the uh, basketball uh, basketball things purely basketball things i think you're right but i just like the other things think might get in the way of that
0: so you so you project that they still do win a championship or two but eventually he would have he would have been like, all right, screw y'all. I'm better than y'all. What are y'all talking about? And you think that might have caused friction with the rest of the group?
1: I don't think it would have been like, screw y'all, I'm better than y'all. I just think he's never shown him, he's never shown to be, he's never shown himself to be like, you know, a leader, per se. Not that, you know, of course we're not in the locker room, so I don't know what the hell are you saying, but I think they would have needed him. He would have needed to step up into a, a role that he has not shown he's been capable of, of, of having. What makes, what makes you
0: say, but what makes you say that though? Like what makes you, cause again, I'll say this, you just said, you just said it yourself. He, Kawhi Leonard won championships in places where he was the best, best, best player yet. He didn't have to lead. And I was saying to do. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: My fault. The difference there. Is he was Kyle Lowry? Or excuse me, Kawhi got traded to the Spurs to the Raptors. He was there for like what a season. Okay. Yeah. Like, he he was brought in to be the best player, and like he was brought in with those specific with specific parameters already laid out. You know what I mean? There was no need to grow into being a leader because he was brought in for like specifically. We just what need you the same can- concept. Can- you get, you get he got dra-
0: he got dra- he got drafted be like okay, and let's say let's say the, the again the let's say the the Pistons take him here, they take him not due to need because they, they when they took Darko Milicic they had Ben Wallace they didn't they 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 they, they took <laughs> him drafted
1: for they drafted for talent that year
0: yes, and if they would have paid attention <clears throat> and realized that Melo was a better player. And they took him. They would have took him strictly because of talent, because they already had a great lineup. And I mean, eventually they go out and they go out and add Rashid Wallace. But again, Chauncey Billups, Rip Hamilton, Tayshon Prince, and Ben Wallace, he wouldn't be coming there. You, again, he's a nineteen-year-old kid. Right, he's, that's a, he's a baby at that point. And then the thing is, even when he grows. By the time he does hit twenty three years old, when he's averaging twenty eight a game, he I don't think that he, I don't think that he would have been in that
1: role. Like I don't think he would have been in that mighty role of being a leader. I think the difference here is like, because right, the difference here is like, all right. So let's say Kawhi didn't get traded. You you remember the narrative like, oh, Kawhi's going to lead this team. Kawhi's the Kawhi's going to take over Tim Duncan's mantle, and that never happened. And when okay. It didn't, and when, when that time was coming, uh, you know, he had the Zaza Machulia thing and all that. But it's, you know, he never necessarily took that role. Right. And again, he had that injury. So who's to say he would have? But, like, the difference in their, their situations is, like, Mello would have had – he would have had to eventually grow into that as part of this – to be fair, as part of this uh, misconception of natural growth in – You start as like, you know, you have to be this role, but because, you know, you're growing up, you're 25 now, you need to be the leader of the team all of a sudden. Like that would have happened because that is how the NBA narrative goes. And I don't know if that would have played out how as well as it should have.
0: For okay, for somebody to be 23 years old and to be given the leader mantle right then and there. Really? I don't know about that.
1: Not right away, but like he would have been. All right. So 19 first season, sure. Second season, he probably would have been starting. Let's say he used 6 men this first season. Second season, we've been starting. All right. Third season, he's been 21. We've been oh. starting. By his fourth season, they're going to be like, all right, you kind of have to start, you know, taking taking charge of this team. Mm, no, I don't think so. I think so. If you look at other teams with other players, that's kind of how it goes. Other other great players, it's like they need to start running the show. Because,
0: like I, – I don't even think he would have came off the bench for the first couple of years. I, thought, well, I think he would have came I, I think he on the bench.
1: The first year he might've.
0: I say the first, I say the first, like at least the first two years, maybe the first, because the thing is, if it's not, it's kind of a thing of, if it's not broke, don't fix it. And I mean, I feel like the only thing that could have gone wrong was that he developed resentment in his role, just based on the fact that he's a six man, and not because of the whole him having to grow into a leader thing, because, again, this is a team that had leaders. This is a team that got to the conference finals five years in a row without him. You get what I'm saying? Like, they don't need a leader. They right. had leaders there.
1: This is like, the kind of the narrative would have been that Melo needs to lead the team eventually. And with that narrative with that narrative in place, that th- that would have had to become the reality just because that's just kind of how things go. Like every every team every team that has a great young player that young, great young player does eventually need to lead the team. That is how the NBA goes. Can you think of a single great player who was who was young who eventually like they might have been a vet there but eventually that young player does need to like run the show. And I just don't know if Melo running the show leads to championship success.
0: But okay. And I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. right but i do not think that that narrative necessarily i don't think that that i don't think that narrative overshrouds an empire that they could have that they would have had i think i think that these guys like these players that we're talking about that we're playing we were all in the middle of the prime their primes mm-hmm they at the very least get three or four. I, I can see them getting. I see them getting at least four finals, for sure.
1: Yeah, I think and they get four finals. I just don't know if they win like four or five chips. I think they win four
0: chips. I think the only team they lose to is the Spurs in in, in the the o seven or well, the six-07 season when LeBron got there and got swept. I think that's the only team that could have beaten said Pistons team but i don't think that narrative over overtakes the 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 dynasty because again this is a team that let's say again like his first two years he's a six man and they win championships when do you project let me ask you this question when do you project this narrative really starting to
1: set in after they win the second ship because Melo would have been the best player on the team. On the team, he would have their second championship run. I don't know if he got Finals on MVP, but he would have been like the most talented by that point. Like, would have been very clear. He's more. He's better than everybody else. So you're saying by the third and third season, yes. So so they
0: they they slay the Lakers. They come back and slay the Spurs, and then after they sp- they beat the Spurs who were on a little bit of a run and a, and looking to build a dynasty of their own at that point. Right. You're saying that, okay, now it's like, all right, when is Melo going to take over the throne? And when is he going to take the mantle as the leader of the Detroit Pistons?
1: Right. I think by this
0: point. And okay. Okay. But even if that, even if those voices and those little, those narratives start to play out, I think, what is that? Okay, so we're saying, so that's the year they probably, they probably would have seen the Mavericks. They would have, probably, they would have run into the Mavericks that year. Mm-hmm. I think they, you, you think it's debatable. I think they beat the Mavericks. At this point, they already have three rings.
1: I would say the reason why I think it's debatable is just because, Repeating is difficult. It is. It's hard. Like, the Warriors should have had, like, five straight championships, but they didn't just because, like, they had a three-peat right there for them, and then, you know, things happen. Like, the the Cavs, improbable 3-1 comeback against the greatest season of all time, or the Warriors falling apart against the Raptors. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like, things just just happen. Like, teams don't three-peat that often. Right. Just because just that back just just it could just be like the wear and tear of that back to back to back.
0: Right. And and, and 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 that's something that you can factor into it. But again, I I just think talent wise. On paper, yes, I agree with you. Yeah, on paper, this is a team that definitely I mean, easily, yeah, on paper, they it's easy, but I think even through narratives, the first three chips come easy. I think they get a three P easy. In my opinion, again, this is a team that got to the conference finals rather easily three straight, five straight years. Yeah, you're right. You are right. And then they add an all-time great scorer. So they come, those three come easy. I think that they lose to the Spurs.
1: I definitely agree there. I don't, I don't disagree with you. I just, necessarily, I'm just laying out some reservations I have. Potential, in
0: potential the- obstacles to that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't disagree. I think they truly could easily get to that, get to just went up into that Spurs one, which is like the one that's actually hard.
0: Yeah, because that was, that was prime Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili. Uh, You had other great players on, on that roster. I think, I think that that Spurs team would have been ready to take down that Pistons team.
1: Right. Especially having a, in this hypothetical, having had lost them in their last meeting.
0: Right. Pop. Yeah. And, and and that that Spurs team ran through the NBA. Ironically, beating Carmelo Anthony that year in the first round in, <clears throat> in five. They beat Steve Nash in six. They came back and beat the Jazz in five. And then they swept the Cavs. Yeah, they were loaded that year. They had Brent Berry, Matt Bonner, Bruce Bowen, Tim Duncan, Michael Finley, Manu Manu Ginobili, Robert Ory, Tony Parker, Bino Udric, John. Yeah. Like they were loaded that year. Yeah,
1: the Spurs was nice for real.
0: Melvin <laughs> Ely. Yeah, they were tough. That was a tough team to beat. Like yeah, it, it, it's, it's it, that was a great team.
1: The Spurs are kind of underrated. Uh just that dynasty is just very underrated in terms of like just in the general general conversation around basketball. Yes. That's person does not get enough respect.
0: Absolutely not. I think Duncan
1: in general as well, but
0: yeah. I mean, obviously, again, because he wasn't, he's not because it's it's not the flashy kind of dynasty. It's not there's nothing there was nothing flashy about the game that they played there was nothing <clears throat> super duper fun about what they did but it's just it's like it's i think it's really more so just about the way that they did it cuz when you know Steph Curry and them did it it's you know uh glamorized because Steph Curry is running around shooting 30 foot threes and when right. LeBron went on his little 10 year run he was dunking all, on all over everybody getting chased down blocks and Winning MVPs and that kind of deal. So, yeah, the, the, the Spurs, what the Spurs were doing was iconic. And, and also, speaking of the Spurs, I think that those meetings, those, th- those potential meetings, ultimately, I think that the Spurs might have become like the Spurs and Pistons could have gone down as one of the greatest rivalries of all
1: time. Hmm. Yeah. Like definitely. that. The, huh? That definitely would have been like a, a thing at that point.
0: Like if they would have had another finals meeting. Like, yeah, that they, they could have gone down because, you know, the first one went to seven. But I yeah, because I think San Antonio definitely they they lose the first time. And then I think they clap back 06 07 and I think that would have been one of the greater rivalries that would have been that would have been the 2000s um, like what the Celtics and Lakers were in the 80s with the Bulls and I guess you could say the Jazz were or the Bulls versus the West yeah (laughs) That would, that would have been a rivalry and I think they might have been able to meet one more time based on if they could have kept some things together they might have been able to see each other again
1: right
0: but, but yes that that that's another element to consider
1: right yeah that point that's just another thing to think about too just the money and the contracts Like that's, mm-hmm. when, that's why that's how a lot of teams start breaking up <laughs> that uh-huh. once you start talking about money it just gets kind of hard.
0: Mm-hmm. and there's actually a <clears throat> like a mini documentary and they have they have multiple documentaries like this like talking about and detailing how those teams how certain teams went from being terrible to going to glory and then likewise how they went from being to glory to being torn down and there's one specifically on the Pistons I haven't seen it in a while and it has some really insightful stuff in there about how That Pistons dynasty went from them going to Five Street Conference titles, including a championship uh, birth and win, and another championship birth and
1: loss, and whatnot, to being bottom feeders. I know what show you're talking about. I can't remember the name, though. Mm -hmm. I know exactly what show you're talking about. It's just, I never watched it, but it was like, it's on my list of shows. Oh my god, I hate when I hate when that happens. Now I'm just gonna be thinking about it. Like, what's the show called?
0: Because I've seen it's on YouTube. If I'm, I saw I saw it on YouTube, and they they talk about how different dynasties. Let me let me punch it in. It is called Collapse. Yes, it's literally just called Collapse, and it's a fifteen. It's a 15 minute mini series called how the Pistons went from the brink of a dynasty to over 10 years without a playoff win collapse. Mm -hmm. And it is by secret base on YouTube. It's very interesting. And again, it's 15 minutes. So it's short and sweet to the point. And it, it does a very good job of outlining how they got there, how they
1: got to the top and then how they collapsed. So it, it's interesting. We're gonna check, I'm gonna check that out one of these days.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
1: People, if y'all if y'all views go up, uh, you know we take we'll we'll take a royalty check.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, We're... sir. Yes,
1: sir. Oh well, real quick, I guess before you um, hop out of this joint. mhm, As Perfect. of right now, LeBron James is thirty six points away from breaking the record. Ooh. Who they play next? Today is February 4th. Who
0: they play next? I don't know who it is, but they about to get the record on them. I know that. LeBron ain't going to waste no more time. 63 is a lot. 36 is not. When, when, you, when you LeBron.
1: Well, they play the Thunder next. He going to do it against the Thunder. Ooh. That's an easy 40 piece.
0: Is he at home with it, though? That's the only thing. Yeah, he's at home. Ooh. It's at 10 o'clock. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm staying up
1: for that. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's going to get it on Monday. He's
0: going to get it. It's on TNT. Oh, the Suns and Nuts is going to be right before that. Both of them teams about to trade their whole teams away. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> bro, that Kyrie shit is crazy, bro. Yeah, man, Kyrie is a
1: nut. <laughs> he kept quiet and got his numbers right, and then he's like, "Yeah, I'm out of here." Man, no, I can't wait for Kyrie. Doc- I can't wait for the Kyrie Irving documentary that he produces. By him, he produces and stars in himself in like five years.
0: <laughs> I can see it. I can very much see it. I have, I have no doubts, and it's going to be great. And the <laughs> NBA is going to do another one. I'm sure. Just. Talking about all the highlights and lowlights of of his career. Oh my! And then the Suns are just—it's—it's—it's it's, it's funny because the Suns this season remind me of how the Mercury felt, but worse. Yeah. we're not the? No, not the Mercury. The Sun of the WNBA. Okay, because they just feel off. Like they feel like something. Like you can't tell exactly what it is, but something's off, and right. they need to do something about it. Like they're gonna have to make something happen.
1: You can tell what it is. They don't like each other. All <laughs> right. Uh,
0: I, d- I didn't want. I didn't want to. I didn't want to go there that fast. I didn't want to get there that quick. I wanted to jump around first.
1: Niggas don't like each
0: other. Yeah. I saw some trade ideas though, like they talking about Kyrie Irving getting to the Suns and Chris Paul getting to the Nets. I'm like, hmm. I think both teams would benefit in some way. Yeah, but that that's something that we that's something we could we could dive deeper into real soon.
1: Right, trade deadline comes up on the 9th. it's a Thursday. <sighs> I don't know if we might have to do a trade deadline episode. We might have to wait. We'll see.
0: <laughs> yeah, we, 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 yeah, February February is is an interesting time. Really? So we're going we gonna to have to see what's, what's good, what we what we really looking at.
1: But yeah. I'm going to just get us out of here real quick. So thank you all for tuning in. Again, this is Game Time with Zach and John Muir. My name is Zach Wright, coached by John Muir Wilson. You can follow us on Twitter at GameTime underscore podcast. Or shit. I'm just gonna just gonna edit this one out, bro. <laughs> so that's it for today's episode, of Game Time. My name is Zach Wright, hosted by Johnmere Wilson. If you want to um follow get more information, fucking I'm fucking up. I fucked up one time. All right, so that's it for today's episode. Restart,
0: take your time, you got it.
1: So that's it for today's episode of Game Time. With Zach and Johnmere. My name is Zach Wright, hosted by Johnmere Wilson. If you want to follow us on Twitter at GameTime underscore ZNJ. On Instagram at Game Time underscore podcast and on Facebook at GameTime with DNJ. Follow us there for their content. Might we'll have a joker or two for, all, for you all in the timeline, the stories. And if you want to listen to more episodes like this one, you can follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor and other podcast networks. We're on, we're on pretty much all of them. So you can follow, find us there, follow us there, stay up to date. But yes, can't talk about basketball on game time. Peace, y'all.